Um, testimonies are in, in a key element to our faith. Uh, we've been talking about believing that you may believe, and, there's, and I keep talking about, yes, you can make a statement of belief, say that you believe a certain thing, but then you've got to live it. There's got to be this activation of your faith in your belief. Uh, and a testimony shows and reveals what God has done in the life, in, in this case, uh, Chuck and Barry, of God's, their faith in God and where God has brought them from and where he's going to continue to lead them to. Uh, and so testimonies are, are such a vital part of understanding who we are in our faith and, and kind of getting a picture of what God's doing in our own life. And I want to tell, you want me to switch anything out? You good? All right. Um, Dave last week brought up and worked through three, John 3.16 to 18. And if you will go ahead and turn there and be ready, we're going to do the next couple of verses. But here's the gospel presented to us last week. And we need to understand that we need a Savior. Uh, I love Dave's illustration that it's not just us bobbing in the water, you know, need a little life jacket, you know, and we're kind of catching our breath once in a while. No, we are dead. We're in the bottom of the sea dead. Uh, there is not this in-between place where life's, you know, you're okay, and you, you need Jesus, you have a few sins. No, we are dead without Christ. Uh, we are dead without the light and the life of who Jesus Christ is. Uh, and John 3.16 gives us that picture of what it means to believe, uh, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And that's the key element of, of belief and taking a look at what we have in our sin, falling short, uh, that we are nothing, we are dead without sin or without Jesus. We're dead in our sin. Um, there's not an in-between, okay? Death and life don't go together. Sin and holiness don't go together. And as we're going to look at in verses 19 to 21, light and darkness don't go together. Uh, there are certain things in life that don't go together. Uh, one of those that I've experienced recently is the lack of momentum and gravity. All right? If you have a bicycle, okay, and you, you have it stood up on the ground, and you let go and walk away, what's the bike going to do? It's going to fall, right? So you, you've got to ride it. You've got to have momentum. Well, some goofhead decided to put clips on the bottom of shoes for bicycles so that you can, have, you can be locked in, your feet are locked in on these pedals so that you can get some power through the down motion and up motion of the thing. Now, I talk about the goofhead that invented them. There's other goofheads that buy the shoes with clips on them. So sure enough, on my bike ride, there was a day, and I've been practicing. I've been practicing not to fall with my feet locked into my bike. But there was a moment that I came to a complete stop and thought, you know what? I forgot to clip my, the proper foot out, because you can clip out one side and stand over on that side. I did that on the right side, but I went to the left. Um, and so my lack of momentum in that moment uh, was weaker than the gravity that overtook me. And of course, in front of like more than half the group, too. Um, but I went down. So there are certain things in life that don't go together. Uh, one I experienced, but on a much more serious note, um, 
in this passage is this picture of light and darkness, sin and holiness, death and life. They can't be together. There can't be a mix of a little bit here and a little bit there. No, they are absolute polar opposites. And read with me verses 19 through 21 as we continue in John 3. And we get this picture of what that complete opposite effect of light and darkness is. Reading in verse 19, and this is the judgment, the light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out. So here's this absolute opposite effect of light and dark, uh, that you can't have light and dark be in the same place. Um, and it's not just that there's a separation, there's hatred. Um, they are absolute, the evilness of, or the hatred of evil is absolutely opposed to the, the goodness of the light. Uh, there, it's, it's an extreme, and I don't think that we understand that all the time. Uh, that there is sin in our life. There is this gap and this, this space between ourselves and God that we cannot overcome except through Jesus Christ. Um, and that is only by his shed blood on the cross, forgiveness of our sins, that we have access and can bridge that gap. Uh, and so understanding that sin is 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 evil and when you want to live in sin you're not want you don't want anything to do with the light because if you think about the closer the sinner gets to the light that light's going to expose a lot of darkness and a lot of evil and sin in their life Uh, and so there's this separation and in my mind reading this picture oh yeah like i'm saved i'm a good christian i'm in the light and you guys have rejected jesus and you're a sinner, you're going to hell. You know, there's this obvious separation, right? Here's the thing, though. We all suffer with this conflict between light and darkness. Because guess what? We still have sin. We are still dealing with a choice in our faith. And we've talked about this faith to fall short. Barry shared that. Chuck shared that. There are things in life that we can't do on our own. Uh, And there's a conflict within ourselves. Uh, Because I'll admit something to you, it's sometimes easier to live in that darkness. Right? Not the overall picture. I want Jesus all day. We all want But there are times it's like, man, this accountability is exhausting, this commitment to, to my faith and to to doing the right thing, it can get tiring. And there's the times I fail, I'm like, I give up today. I don't know about you. I, I have felt that many times. And so the temptation sometimes is to, to sit there and just think, man, I'm going to take the easy way this time uh, instead of my faith and, and what God wants me to do. And no one likes this uncomfortable process of having your sin, the things in your life that you're trying to hide guess what? That's me. That's my experience. 
when I bring things to Christ that I've got to admit, I've got to continue to work through and fight through the sin in my life. Uh, as I go and pursue Christ in, as my Lord and my Savior and understanding who he is. And thinking, let me give you this phrase. Sin is putting more faith in ourselves than in Jesus. If you think about it, when we have a choice of sin, of course we want to choose Jesus. Like, why not? We know he is he's our Savior. We know he is good all the time. And all the time he is good. Why would we not always choose Jesus? But there's times that we choose to sin. And it's not just this little nod to sin. If you think about it, I talked about the, the extreme uh, polarized opposite of, of sin and holiness. When we choose to sin, it is like turning our back on Jesus. It is turning away from what God's plan is for our life, for where Jesus wants us to be. And that's me. And it's a struggle. Faith is, isn't easy. Believing isn't easy. Faith, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be faith if it, wasn't, if it was easy. If you think about it, it's got to be worked. And it's got to be us pursuing and going after God with all that we can. It is a continual process. So it's not just as, oh, evil, unsaved people going to hell, and then us Christians. No, we're all in the same boat. We just happen to have experienced Christ as Savior, who reached down in the depths of the water to bring us up out of our sin and darkness and into the light. Uh, I came across a, a quote from C.S. Lewis that said about what it looks like to deal with sin. Uh, it, it is an absolute sacrifice. C.S. Lewis said, Fallen man is not simply an imperfect creature who needs a, a little improvement. He is a rebel who must lay down his arms, laying down your arms, surrendering, saying you are sorry, realizing that you have been on the wrong track and getting ready to start life over again from the ground floor. That is the only way out of a hole. This process of surrender, this movement full speed astern, is repentance. I have a picture for you. That is called a telegraph that's seen on a ship. Okay, if you've seen Titanic or any of the old, old movies with ships, you know, and, and you've got the guy, and of course, I should have got this from Pastor, but you can go full ahead. Okay, you've seen full steam ahead, full bore ahead you're going forward okay and you can go half speed slow speed kind of hang out go fishing if you're just hanging out in the water but then with a with with a ship you have a stern which is in reverse now here's how I remember and don't but a bow is the front of the ship because if you bow right you're you're bowing forward and the stern is in the rear end which if you had parents like I had growing up uh, and you were disciplined sternly, there were things that you, anyway. <laughs> so bow and stern, okay, so now you have on the back end where you can back up slowly, but there is full astern. Uh, it is the same amount of power backing up the And C.S. Lewis is giving us this picture, John is giving us this picture, that sin and our relationship with Jesus have nothing to do with each other. There is no way that they are to be together. There is no room for both to live in our life. And we are going to sin. 
And when we sin, we've got to flee from that situation and back straight out as fast as we can. And it's a struggle. It's a situation that is frustrating. And there are sins in our life that they kind of overwhelm us, and we don't realize how far we've gotten from God. Here's the amazing picture, and Chuck and Barry both brought this up. It's not in our own strength. If it was not in our own strength, we would be lost. There's no way. And it is all because of Jesus. All because of Christ. And so we have our Savior. When we live by faith in our belief, it's because of Jesus and only Jesus and only in His strength. Um, when we come to the light, it's not of our own power. We don't get to walk all cocky into the light and say, Ha! Look where I am. You know, you're a sinner. No, it's not about us. It's about Jesus. We are in the light, His light, because of Him. Because we have chosen Him as our Lord and Savior. Verse 21 says, But the one who practices the truth comes to the light, so that his deed will be revealed as having been performed in God. In God. In Him. Through Him. Everything possible in our faith, in our belief, is through God. Through what Christ is doing, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we have access to the Father, and it is all because of Jesus. And we can see clearly this position that we have is only because of God and not anything that we do. Because I'm going to continue to sin. I promise you this. Every single person in this room is going to sin at least multiple times. I, I'm afraid to even give you a number. The rest of today. Because that's who we are. But we're saved by grace. Um, and we have the power of God in us. And so because of Christ in us, it's not in our own strength that we grow in our faith and believe. It is being obedient and having trust in God. Turn with me to Deuteronomy 31, verses 6 through 8, where you can read it on the screen. Deuteronomy 31, 6 through 8, one of my favorite passages. Uh, Joshua is one of my favorite characters. But here are some statements from God uh, that we experience in our faith in Christ Jesus. Uh, Deuteronomy 31, 6 through 8 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. And he will not leave you or forsake you. And we're not doing it. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him, In the sight of all Israel, Be strong and courageous. For you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to, sworn to their fathers to give them. And you shall put them in possession of it. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. It is what God is doing in our life. It is because of Jesus we go to the light because he is the light. And with him as our Savior and Lord, we have that light in our life. And we get to experience an amazing relationship full of faith full of mercy, full of grace that we need in abundance uh, is all given to us through our relationship with God. And it starts with believing that God loves us, that he gave his only son, Christ Jesus, to that if we believe in him, we will not perish, but have everlasting life. And we heard from these two men uh, these testimonies and that phrase that his deeds will be revealed as having been performed in God. 
God's at work in our life. That testimony from Chuck and Barry, guess what? There are a hundred plus testimonies in this room. If you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, He is doing a work in your life. Okay, don't be frustrated. We're all, we all get frustrated. I'm speaking to me five times more than you. But it is that process of our faith. It is the process of believing, knowing that God is doing a work in us, and it is because of Him. Uh, and so this testimony, and my question to you is, what is your story? What is your testimony of your faith and your belief in what God is doing? Where are you in your relationship with God? Because He's working in your life. And there's some work we've got to do. Okay? We can, it's easy to kind of hide out in the darkness, but there's times we've got to put that thing in full stern and back off and get out of some things and situations and relationships that we shouldn't be in and focus and keep our eyes focused on Christ and Christ alone. Uh, that is the picture of all of this. Uh, that yes, we get our ticket to heaven when we believe, uh, when, we, when we accept and say with our words that, that Jesus is Lord, but we've got to live it out. And that's our testimony. That's our story of what God is doing in our life. I want us to be reminded that He's not done with us yet. Uh, there's so much more for us to learn about Jesus and to understand and look back and see where He brought us from to now. And that's a beautiful, amazing story and amazing testimony. Please, uh, as we go into our time of invitation, as I pray, remember that there's there's a couple of guys up in front if you want to come and pray or just share something. If it's time to come and join our church, uh, to come forward to be a member of our church, uh, come and talk to one of us. Uh, but I pray that God continues to speak in, into our hearts and into our lives as He continues to do a work in us. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for our time of worship and celebration, our time of testimony uh, from these two men of what you are doing in our lives. Father, I pray that you help us to realize how much you love us and adore us, and that you are doing a work in each one of our lives. Uh, and it is because of you in us and, and in and through you is where we get the strength and the courage as to continue on in our faith and believing. Father, I pray for those who might be frustrated. I pray for those who uh, need the strength to get out of a certain situation, uh, to keep, to get refocused on Christ uh, and Christ alone in their lives. Father, I thank you for this morning.